Hello, I'm Hester. Hi, I'm Rianne. And we are Wet Leg. We are in Frederick's apartment. Really beautiful. Uh, we arrived in Sweden, Stockholm. Last night. And we went to the hotel and <laughs> we went to our rooms and there was somebody already in my room and then I had to get a new room. <laughs> and that, that those, those are our first... It's not really like a first impression, but those are the first interactions we've had in Sweden. Welcome, Wetleg. Thank, Thank you, Frederick. I'm so excited to have you here. So someone was sleeping in your room when you opened the door? Or not? They weren't sleeping. They were like rustling about and their room smelled like chicken crisps. Chicken crisps. That's funny because my room also smelled a little bit like chicken crisps. I don't know. It was really nice. I had a really good sleep and a really good shower. The soothing scent of chicken crisps. Uh, have you been here before to, to Sweden or even to Scandinavia? Mm, really briefly, when I was interrailing, when I was when I was young. Er. You described yourselves as little country bumpkins in The Guardian. I, I had to Google the word bumpkin. And apparently it means an unsophisticated or socially awkward person from the countryside. That is accurate. So what are your most unsophisticated traits? Uh, I eat with my knife and fork the wrong way around. You're supposed to eat with your fork in your left hand. I eat with my fork in my right hand and my knife in my left hand. Goodness, that's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> How did you pick up that? Uh, so with my left hand, I picked up my knife. And then with my right hand, I picked up no, but my How did fork. you start eating like that? <laughs> no, I know, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, I think, I think that Americans do it that way because they, they will cut up everything on, on their plate before they start eating. So, and then they just, you know, lose the knife and eat with the fork. Yeah, well, the thing is, with a spoon, you're allowed to eat with that in your right hand. That's accepted in civilized society. But apparently not the fork. Breaking boundaries <laughs> every day. But about, about bumpkins, I also googled it on Urban Dictionary, which is a very you know, helpful online site for, for slang. And apparently a bumpkin is the act of snorting cocaine of a man's erect penis while he's sitting <laughs> on the toilet. And I hadn't... Didn't know that either. Uh, Did you know that? I didn't know that one. That's why you should Google everything. That's why you should Urban Dictionary everything. You were old friends when you started the band, right? What, what were your first impressions of each other? Mm. When we first started playing music together, we were quite timid I was really confused I was like why would you ask me <gasps> it's time to wake up I'm so sorry <laughs> my alarm's just gone off why it's a very soothing like piano tune yeah it's I saw a really it's too soothing often <laughs> yeah it's too soothing I just sleep through it and imagine I'm like dancing okay 
sorry about this, guys. When we first met, I was probably, like, more... I don't know, we, we, it was the first day of college, so we met, like, 30 other people at the same time. Um, we were put in into different groups at college originally, so I don't think I really... Your group was, like, the mystery group. I thought you were all the year above. I had no idea that we were in the same year for, like, a whole, whole like, two weeks or something. What did you study? Music. Yeah, like, pop music. You're from the Isle of Wight, which is quite famous for its festival. Uh, you played one of your first shows there. What do you remember from that night? Um... Well, it was a familiar place for us. Um, there's a tent at the Isle of Wight Festival called Cashmere Cafe. And it's run by locals and a lot of local bands play there. Um, and it's just like a really like lovely communal space to go with friends and like support your friends' bands. Um, so we weren't new to it by that point. Because we'd like played and sung in, in like other friends' projects in previous years, um, and yeah, it was one of our first wet leg gigs, and there were like ten people there, and we played like like barely twenty minutes because we didn't really have enough songs, um, but. It was really fun, like, to go from just, like, being in, like, like, you know, like a garage setting, basically, to the outside, the mm. outside world. Um, we just went from there, really. I think it was our first one, wasn't it? Was it was the first one. It was terrifying. Yeah. But good, terrifying. It was a bit hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to the festival on the Isle of Wight, even as children or, you know, back in the days? Because it used to be this, it had this massive importance for, like, the counterculture of the late 60s. Mm. Jimi Hendrix played there. Is that, mm. Did, like, your grandparents go to those shows? My uncles did. But yeah, it's quite a different festival nowadays. Yeah. It's a different site. Um, and yeah, it took a long break. I think it was like 30 years from like the original Alawai Festival to what it is now. Um, There's still this kind of misconception that it's the same festival that was happening in like the late 60s, early 70s. It's like, no, no, it's a yeah, very... Because they a very long break. It's very different. But what's it like to grow up on the Isle of Wight? Mm, much like any small town, I think. Um, slow and sleepy and uh, like rural, I think. It's like... Um, young people kind of move away and other, like, older generations will kind of come t 
to settle is a holiday destination. You often meet people from the mainland and be like, oh yes, I remember going to the Isle of Wight when <laughs> I was like seven with my family and we went to Allen Bay and collected coloured sands and yeah, in um, there's that lyric in When I'm 64 by the Beatles where they're like, I guess that's when 64 was old. <laughs> that, that's when you so go funny. to the Isle of Wight, when, when you hit 64. I think it's probably more like 84 now. 64 seems a bit wrong, a bit wrong, a bit young to be retiring. Mm. <laughs> Despite its cultural importance, I, I couldn't find that many artists from the Isle of Wight when I, when I tried to Google it. But there was, of course... The 80s pop-funk sensation Level 42, they came from the Isle of Wight. And the drummer from the Finnish metal band Hanoi Rocks, Razzle, who was from England, and who got killed in a car accident with uh, Vince Neil from Motley Crue at the wheel, he was from the Isle of Wight as well, Razzle. Whoa. That's... Um, Do you know the bees? The bees, yes. The They're from pop the Isle group. of Wight, yeah. And Trix's big red motorbike as well. An old 80s group that I... That sounds good. <laughs> Great name. Rianne, you previously recorded under the name Rain and did like Baroque-like, sort of Kate Bushy piano <laughs> pop. Um, and I, I saw this amazing picture of you with um, balloons tied to your hair, purple lips, and you were swallowing some kind of neon spaghetti. Yeah. I was there for that. Were you there? Yeah, I was really, I don't know why. That's so strange. What made you abandon that project? Or is it still uh, going on? No, no, I just... I wasn't enjoying it. I... I had, like, this one gig where I just cried, like, two songs into my set. I didn't want to go to the gig anyway. And I just, like, was kind of mindlessly doing this thing that was so attached to my identity. I'd been doing it for, like, five years or something. Um, so you started crying during your show? Yeah. Yeah. And did the audience think that, wow, that's part of the, <laughs> part no, of the spectacle? Or did they... I don't think anyone noticed. Oh. I was just like, oh, I've got to go. And then I went and I like just cried. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And the artist liaison people, bless them, they were like, what's wrong? Are you okay? What have we done? And it was like, just, it was, there was no real, like, rhyme or reason to it. I think I just had, had enough. It's like a really lonely existence. And, yeah, like, I still go through the same amount of, like, anxiety and self-doubt, but... I have Hester and the rest of our band and yeah like a team there's like a team around us so it makes it a lot the moments of anxiety and self-loathing and self-doubt makes them more manageable. Yeah there are moments of anxiety in your songs as well of course um, but I guess that you have a more joyful vibe to it. Yeah I think on reflection the songs that we've written have uh, I think we had the intention of writing fun kind of like upbeat party songs but we are undeniably a bit emo and so sadness just kind of seeps on in there doesn't it <laughs> according to your official biography you you write sad music for party people and party music for sad people that's a nice way of putting it. Mm, I think so. I think it sums us up. A lot of people became depressed during the pandemic. What, what do you do to cheer yourselves up? Get out of my head, hang out with my friends, make something, go roller skating, call Hester, <laughs> bake some cookies. Just general distractions. Rotor skating. Yeah. I, I heard that you practice longboard dancing, which is basically dancing on long skateboards. Mm. That sounds very dangerous. It's not the most dangerous thing you can do. You just have to get very good at falling. Because falling is inevitable. Fuzz Jam by The Lazy Eyes. We picked this track uh, because... Dan popped into our WhatsApp group. Yeah. Out of the blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a track that Dan Carey just shared with me and Hester. 
and he's your producer yeah yeah he sent it to us and then i like then we sent it to the rest of our band and now it's just a constant in the in the van or at soundcheck our bassist alice will always be playing the bass line Hester, I, I heard that you used to work in your parents' jewelry store and you also make jewelry yourself. Uh, what's it like to work in a jewelry store? Mm, it's really nice. You meet all sorts of people and get to... Um, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's, it's quite a... Oh, and I haven't talked about it really, so sorry, I'm gonna like scramble. Um, I love it. I have always loved making things with my hands. Um, and it's just like really lovely to meet all sorts of people and either like repair a piece of sentimental jewelry that they like have loved wearing or it was like handed down to them or things like that but we also we make like new jewelry as well so um it's just like it's just a really lovely wholesome varied experience for me i don't know i've been doing it for a a good few years now and it's a and you've never been worried about like robberies or break-ins or things like that no jewelry shops have great security you also do the artwork for your record covers how did you come up with the idea for your album cover where you you hug each other like oh. the photo is taken from from the back and it looks like you know it's a perfect image of friendship i guess mm. yeah we did have a photo shoot where we were looking for the album cover um, and then we just were finding it really hard to pick one out of out of this like professional photo shoot um, and then our friend ended up just kind of like candidly snapping us like as as we came off stage Hester and I just kind of like assumed that position that you see on the album cover. Um, like put our heads against the wall as <laughs> like a way of like decompressing after the show, I suppose. Um, and yeah, and then that photo was taken and then like a week later it was it was sent to us and we were just like, oh, how about this one and yeah so after like a big fancy photo shoot we just ended up going going with one that was just taken by a friend do you ever argue about anything yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> like what i don't think we're like 
nothing that we could like explain to you in like five minutes it's kind of like the same arguments that like you have with like your family or like your housemates people that you're really close to like arguments they're not like arguments but like yeah of course it's just like with with the album you can try and write like a really happy album but inevitably there's more than just like one straight like human emotion of like pure happiness and yeah it's like in, like it's just part of like what makes any friendship or relationship strong is like when you do have arguments and you can you can resolve them and that is like to me that is that's what makes like a, a stronger friendship speaking of relationships <laughs> you you wrote this song called wet dream where you quote an ex-boyfriend texting you about a wet dream that he had did he dream that he tried to pick you up by no. saying that he had buffalo 66 on dvd or was that just something you wrote made up for the song no no he didn't say that he had a wet dream either that was me just making fun of him oh he said that he had a dream that we were married oh like happily married after we'd broken up what about the movie buffalo 66 did you watch it together at some point no no i watched that like just with a girlfriend when i was like much younger um and watching it back then and watching it now it's like quite i don't know it's just such a problematic film and vincent gallo himself is like a very like to say problematic is like not even like covering it um, yeah, tell me about it. He used to. I, I interviewed him once when that movie came out, mm. and we kind of promised him that we would put him on the cover of the fashion magazine that I worked for, mm. which we, we didn't. And then I came home one night, and my answering machine, like this was in the late nineties, my answering machine was full of messages from Vincent Gallo saying that he would devote his life to destroy me and our magazine because we were wow. socialist retards. I've heard him. He's done a lot of that. He does, yeah. Wow. Still, I, I, I really like the movie. I think it's beautiful. But it's, yes, as you say, it has some, it's basically kidnapping Christina Ricci, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a really problematic film. But then, like, in in the film, he is like the, he's like kind of like the hero. And you kind of like, as you're watching it, you do get like that Stockholm syndrome yourself. And you're like, Oh, like he's a bit of a dish. It's like that's that's what I thought when I was bit of a dish. Younger. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, and like in the song, like the man in the song is like using his like knowledge of like this like cult indie film as like currency for like picking picking a girl up and. Um, yeah, there are characters that in 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 real life that that will do that, and so it just seemed like an apt film. This next song 
is by Mission by The Garden and Mac DeMarco. Um, this is a song that when me and Hester were hanging out, kind of like incepting wet leg, we were, we were listening to a lot of this band, The Garden. We were a bit obsessed uh, with uh, their music videos. A lot of them are DIY. Found that quite quite inspiring. Yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Rian, what was it like to work as a wardrobe assistant on an Ed Sheeran video? <laughs> did, did you make him wear that pink suit in the Bad Habits video? No, no. Generally, when you're working on a big music video like that, the artist will have their own stylist. And we were, me and Emma Lipop, the stylist that I was working for, we were dressing the the dancers, the other vampires. I don't know, it's just long days on set in the cold in Deptford. But you told him to tuck his shirt in, right? Mm. That was your... Well, it was just, it's not really my job, but it was just hanging out and it was just really, really annoying me. And so, you know, you go in and you do all your checks on the dancers. And I just noticed his shirt and I was just like... Ned Shannon, tuck your shirt in. And he was like, okay. <laughs> what about your own videos? Because you have like a tremendous sense of style and fashion, especially in the Cheslong video where you kind of look like Anne of Green Gables, if you've read those books. About, I haven't, but I've had uh, that They're about a, a Canadian mm. farm girl who has ginger hair, freckles and a heart of gold. Mm. Sounds like us. <laughs> How did you come up with that look? Uh, like the, almost like an Amish thing? 
it was just purely accidental. Uh, we just ordered a big bulk of stuff. Online shops were closed because it was like mid-lockdown. So we just ordered a load of stuff and like you would in any kind of styling job, you just buy a lot, try things on, try out some different looks, you know, just play dress up for a bit like you would when you were like a lot younger. Um, and yeah, we just settled on big dresses, big hats and 90s flame sunglasses. Just seemed like a fun combo to us. When did you realize that Chess Long was a song that people really, really enjoyed listening to? Um, when we got to Latitude Festival in the UK, it was one of the first festivals back after all the lockdowns and restrictions were starting to be lifted. Um, and it was our first gig on the mainland as our lineup, um, like the five of us, and our and our sound engineer and tour manager Karima, um, and we we got on the ferry and we got like we drove many miles to Norwich, I think. So, yeah, and. Um, on the way, we stopped at a service station and I saw Dreamwife there and I had to walk past them, like through them. They were like, like hanging by these steps and I was like, and then when we got to the festival, you, you saw who? Dreamwife. There, yes, they are. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and, and then anyway finally got to the festival and uh wow we're really doing a whole story that's okay um and then we saw dream wife again as they were like getting ready to go on stage and like the big top and we're like oh what are we doing here da, da, da. um anyway we got ourselves to the tent where we were playing and we were really nervous we were like oh wonder if anybody's gonna come and watch um and then by the time we were ready to go on stage there were people in the tent like waiting i guess to see wet leg and it was really scary and when we played chase long people were singing the words back to us which never experienced anything like that before uh, it was really weird but yeah that's when i think we were like oh these people have all listened to the song all of these people that we don't know all these people that aren't our mums or housemates yeah was there an actual chaise long that inspired the lyrics mm, i have a chaise long in my flat and when Rianne comes for sleepovers, that's where she will sleep on the chaise long. How did the pandemic affect your work? Because you kind of started writing a lot during that period. Was it helpful in any way? Um, yeah, it was really helpful. Of course, Hester was really busy with her job and I was really busy with my job. And I was based in London. And so when the pandemic happened and the first lockdown was called I went back to the Isle of Wight 
and we had like a few songs written already and we had the recording of Shays Long um and then we just had this like big and then we had this big expanse of time and space where we were able to just play around and try things that we'd never tried before such as making the video for Shays Long that was made in lockdown um also I don't think I'd written a song for like I don't think I'd sat down and written a song just on my own for maybe a couple of years before before um the the first lockdown was called so it gave us time to to do that um yeah it had a lot it had a lot to do with where we are with how with it had a lot to do with how we got to where we are now like finding our management and signing to domino that all happened in lockdown your video oh no is full of online comments about you mm. um i thought it would must have been quite hard to find negative ones because everyone was just crazy about you but you managed to find at least a few well, there are loads of neggy ones Maybe you remember the negative ones better than the positive. You know, everyone is like that. You know, if yeah. you put out, you know, a record or a book or anything, you know, you will remember all the nasty things that people say, but none of the good ones. Yeah, I always compare it to like when I when I've been working in a cafe, and you get loads and loads of nice customers. Everyone is so sweet, so lovely, very polite. You get one person that comes in a little bit hangry, and they're like, "Where's my panini?" And they shout at you because they don't have a panini. And then they call you stupid because they don't have their panini. And they call and you stupid? It, and then it ruins your day. That's horrible. Yeah. Very easy to forget to put a panini through. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no seems to be about smartphone addiction in a way. You um, Do you spend much time on your phones? Or too much time? Sometimes you just go to check the time. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it's an hour later... And you're like, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. <laughs> and then and then you can stop. Or you can't. Yeah, it's a tricky old thing. It's very addictive. One line really stuck with me. Uh, it goes, I checked my phone and now I'm inside it. It's as if you're eaten by the phone, kind of trapped behind the touch screen. Mm. Going through to a different dimension. Mm. It's a whole other world in the in the rectangles. So many friends to talk to. You got your <laughs> band name from two emojis, right? You just tapped on like the emoji for wet and the one for leg yeah. without thinking really what those symbols meant. Or is that just something you made up? Because there are many legends about the origin our band name but it is nice to have a hieroglyphic i suppose for a band name <laughs> sorry i say i suppose because hester and i have had a week of press and i pointed out to you yesterday that i keep saying i suppose <laughs> at the end of like 
every sentence. Did I just say it? You just it? said it. Yeah. And now, I'm, now I really hear it. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely be cutting that out. Well, I suppose it's time we listen to Baccarat. You, you wanted to play which song by Baccarat? Sorry, I'm a lady. So it goes like this. I am a lady. Hello, stranger. You're a danger. To the low and know the hill. They don't like men like you in our city. How did you get into Baccarat? We didn't get into Baccarat. Oh wait, yes we did. Baccarat got into us. <laughs> into our like hearts. Like a virus. <laughs> with Louis Theroux and um, Louis Theroux sings Yes Sir I Can Buki and like his falsetto is so lovely um, but yeah we listened to we listened to Bakri a lot didn't we um, and this song is just as good as Yes Sir I Can Buki but like it's it's got different but no it isn't so just so, so sassy. So, <laughs> we just love it. You are a winner and a sinner. No excuse, no alibi. Temptations won the game, and you are too blame. You mentioned your experiences with internet dating in Too Late. Were you saying, I don't need no dating app to tell me that I look like crap, to tell me if I'm thin or fat, or tell me, should I shave my rat? Uh, how many Tinder dates have you been on? I missed out on the Tinder, the Tinder time when that was like fresh. Um, but I think I've used it when, when Hinge was kind of quite a new thing. Also Bumble as well. I haven't seen Bumble. Where the girl talks first. But like, the girl has like, has to, like, initiate the conversation. Um, yeah. I don't think they're great. Some people do find a genuine connection. But I've found... That when I've been using them, I've been quite sad and, you know, it's been kind of like post-breakups where it's like, oh, I should really get myself back out there. And I'm actually a very, like, not, not a good, in a good mental state. And, and I think it's probably the same for a lot of other people on there, um, 
it's very time consuming to use them and yeah, especially if you want to go on the dates yeah and actually you know physically meet people yeah and i just feel like it's better to put your energy into your friends like your friendships or your work or other things that inspire or motivate you i think that in society we put so much so much importance and pressure on finding love and finding that one that like one other person it's just such a strange such a strange thing isn't it when actually i get so much back from so many other things in my life um yeah i don't know i could talk about it for a longer time but i won't bore you with the rest the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with quince go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program. I haven't heard about warm dusher before. Really? No. So what's a warm dusher? That's someone who takes a warm shower? <laughs> I don't know what the name means. Urban Dictionary? <laughs> I'll probably get something about douches from dusher. Yeah. To douche shower. It feels so good to be
your song Supermarket about getting kicked out of the store. Yeah, but yeah. what inspired the lyrics? Uh, well, it was written just as restrictions were easing, lockdown restrictions were easing, um, and we'd all spent a couple of years of, well, 18 months of the most exciting thing that you would do with your week is go to the supermarket, and yeah, the song kind of imagined a reality Well, I mean, it was the reality where, like, I don't know, to blow off some steam is like people go to the supermarket and uh, and have a very nice time on all sorts of substances. <laughs> um, oh, in the supermarket? Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good idea, you know, if the clubs are closed. Yeah. Because you have lots of colors and stuff and, you know, if you're on some kind of psychedelic, you know, could be a great trip, yeah. I suppose. Well, I just, I wouldn't even have to be on anything. I'd just go to the supermarket. They'd be pumping the tunes out. I'd be dancing around, picking up my shopping. I was just, yeah, everything was quite overstimulating, wasn't it? But did they actually throw you out for that? No, no. No, I've never been thrown out of a supermarket. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kinds of fans do you have? Did they get in touch with you or? Yeah, Instagram is a wild place, isn't it? There's a lot of people, people send us a lot of love through Instagram, which is very cool and kind of overwhelming. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what kind of, I guess international. Yeah which is strange for us. Country bumpkins <laughs> from the Isle of Wight. It's very strange to to realize that, you know, we're, we're going on tour in America and around Europe and there are actual people that have bought tickets. So we will, we will see. We'll see what they look like. Do you get recognized in the street yet? Like, I've... I live in London, so I've been recognised like a couple of times. So funny that Hester on on the Isle of Wight. How's it for you? I only see my mum. Does she recognise you? Luckily, yes. My mum started calling me wet leg. <laughs> That's so funny. My mum sometimes calls me and Joshua hello wet legs. It's really like, cute. After a while, you know, we haven't seen each other. It's very funny. Mummy, daddy, look at me. I went to school and I got a degree. All my friends call it the big D. I went to school and I got the big D. I got the big D. I got the big D. Well, Frederick. We really must be on our way. Thank you very much for having us. Well, dearest country bumpkins, um, enjoy your stay in Stockholm. Thanks for Thank you. coming over. Thank you so much. Thank you for the coffee. Yeah, delicious coffee. Excuse me. 